This is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment, L-L-C. It is March. It is March of 2023, and I am back with my friend and co-host Avi. On Tuesday, we recorded the Superman original classic from 1978, and today we're going to... Follow it up with Superman 2, which came out a few years after the first one. Some release dates say 1980, others say 81. 81 for the U.S. wide release, but for other places, it was already 80 already. And um, this will be our last Superman conversation, uh, at least for a long while. And we briefly, t- we briefly talked about three foreign returns in the first one, if you want to catch that one again, if you haven't caught it yet. But uh, yeah, welcome back, um, Avi. Um, what is the first thing that comes to mind for you? You when you think of Superman 2 from the early 80s? Well, well, it's almost a little bit campy, but then I realized about the since I read Trap Factor, the original director, Richard Dodd, is supposed to be a big, big uh, director, like as a back to back issue of the from Superman, Superman 2. But the, you know, there's but there, there's, there's, been, there's a feud about going on between the producer and the, the cause following the release of Superman, because here's a, here's a story. Following the race of Superman in December of 78, Spengler encountered variety columnist uh, Army Arshad, Arshad at the Christmas party, at which he confirmed that while there had been a tension between him and Donner, he was proud of the film and looked forward to working with him on the sequel. Arshad then contacted Donner, who responded, if he's on it, I'm not. Two days after the first film's general release, Marlon Bardet sued the Salkines for a $15 million claiming he had never received the percentage of the film's gross and followed a restraining order to prevent the use of his likeness. While the restraining order with request was thrown out, Brando received $15 million from the settlement. Following this, producer Alexander Ilya Salkine announced that Marlon Bardot completed scenes for Superman 2 would be excised from the movie to avoid having to pay the actor the report at 11.75%. Of course, the U.S. box office taking, taking, he was now he was now demanding for his performance as a sequel. In addition to this, Ilya Salkin had also claimed Brenda was removed due to creative differences, which he suggested to his father that what if it's a mother instead? She talks about love to her son. It kind of made sense creatively. Joel had done this his thing if you want. Donner publicly lambasted this decision, which he told Variety that means no games. They have to they have to want me to do it. That's beyond my terms, and I don't mean financially, I mean control. As Donner had become unavailable because he was promoting Superman in Europe, the Salkins approached Guy Hamilton to take over director reigns of Superman 2 since Lester was filming Cuba at that time. The name of the movie is Cuba. However, Hamilton was unavailable, but by the time Superman 2 was ready to begin in filming, Lester had completed Cuba and was available to direct. Eventually, on March 15, 1979, Salkins decided to replace Donner with Richard Lester. Richard Lester is the one who directed the two Beatles movie, like The Help and the and The Hard Day's Night, that we, we liked about we liked about it. He also directed one who, who also produced by Alexander Salkins, The Three Musketeers. Okay, so that was some of the backstory on how they didn't want Donner for the second movie for some reason, and that his a lot of his scenes got cut, and instead it would be the other Richard guy be directing uh, Richard Lester. Lester yeah. So they, that was the big big controversy back then, and still is about him not for for whatever reason not being a part of the second movie as much as he could. 
just got right, this yeah. Right, so of all right, so just like we Right, exactly, similar to that. So of all the two different Spider-Man 2 cuts, the Lester cut and the Donner cut and all that, which which, which cuts do you prefer one or the, over the other? Like, what do, what do you like better? The Richard Donner cut is, the Donner cut is very much quicker. The quick the quick way to move, how to speed up the movie is to use, use the expanded scenes of the original shoots. So do you like that it was quicker in that way? Uh, I think it's a quicker that way, yeah. Like even not feel like in the ritual scene, there's still a campy thing about the battle of the and the Metropolis between the three three the three three villains and Superman and the. Oh, that that was a big draw. That was a big standout about this whole movie. Let's talk about that for a sec. So in this movie, Superman uh, goes against the three um this three. Yeah, yeah, all that kind of stuff. That yes, and I also want to agree with what you said a bit ago earlier about about how campy it is. It's campy. It's very it's very campy in certain parts, but then it's got like you said those three like uh, alien type villains coming to Earth, and they just like they just totally break down the whole. Break everything without this yeah. coming back. Yeah, they right. Maybe they should, I should have an idea. What they should have like other superheroes to help interfere, like Justice League. Well, I mean, back at the, back then it was just Superman, not the extra Justice League stuff yet. But yeah, so these no woman, no flag. No, none of that. That was more of a 2010s uh, Zack Snyder type thing. But um, yeah, so that that's what stood out to me is those three alien people. Um, who the one was briefly shown in the first one. What was his name? Uh, Ter- Terrence Stamp as General Zod, and then yeah. followed by those two other um people, those two other uh, villain people oh, next to. Yeah. Right, it had to do with the Phantom Zone part show, with the Phantom Zone, yeah. And then just, just, they just demolished and terrorized the whole entire city. And Superman... Right, all that, yeah. It was a big, big thing about them doing that to the Earth, to the city in in those scenes. And Superman at first couldn't do much, because he let all his powers go away for, I guess, for... Right. Yeah. Yeah, right, the part with the truth. Now, I'm noticing in this cast list, um, so a lot of the people returned back from the first one, but I don't know, um, it did say on one person... Uh, okay, so the mother for that part. Um, I wanted. To, I noticed here, though, in, this, in the cast list, outside of people returning from the first movie, it's got um, Clifton James as Sheriff, who was in those two Roger... Yeah, this is James Bond. Right, those two. Right, right, and you had mentioned Guy Hamilton, who also directed part of these James Bonds for that. Guy Hamilton and Clifton James the Sheriff is in here, so that's. Nothing was interesting about about the, the, how they even the, how they that they changed the shot about the climatic showdown the fortress of solitude. Even Superman, the, nothing that Superman doesn't have the power of the comic book and now they need in the movie. It's well some of the as, as she, the shield on his chest uh, to look like a boomerang type. That, oh wait, back up, slow down. What happened with the boomerang? Boomerang. When he throws something from his chest, Superman's uh, S shield about and throws to Villa, it's wrapped around him. That doesn't happen in the comic book. Like he's not like a Batman type. Oh, okay, so they whatever they were trying to do there was more like of a Batman type thing. Yeah, even set the booby traps. I guess even he cloned himself about to make sure it's a fake Superman, like holographic or like something to draw out the villains. Uh. Interesting. Okay, that would draw them out, and like you said, a lot of that had to do with the uh, the fan- the Phantom Zone thing that was going on. 
Yeah, even they had a different introduction about the different introduction about how the the freedom of Phantom Zone. You know, the Phantom Zone about the first original release they showed Sprint prevents a, ter- a terrorism attack in Paris. Yeah, when they're about to blow up the Eiffel Tower. The- oh, well, right. So it wasn't just the Metropolis. They were really they were destroying like all different parts of the world then. I know, but how they got freed, because in the beginning it shows about the, in the original script it shows about the, where Clark Kent was, where, uh, yeah, the, the, he lift the missiles up out of the, uh, out of the air from there to right. prevent the hackers on New Jersey, uh, but then it ends up destroying the Fanta Zone about the, Right, right. But, he, but in this version, the original release, uh, he prevented throw away the hydrogen bomb from the Eiffel Tower. And it right. It's outer space, and that's a reverberation right. of the... Reverberation of the bomb it frees the others. Uh. Right. Another thing I remember when they were all de- destroying the Earth and stuff is wasn't there the one scene where they tried to like um, interrogate the president of the United States or like the president you have to do this and that and all this kind of stuff with that. I think there's like a United States president scene where they were trying to like attack the president or something. Yeah. Yeah. Even yeah. 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 There's uh, there's some great lines they have. Um, what should we call it? Come to me, son of Jerome. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good line you just said. Do that. Do that one again. Say that one again. I like I like I like your uh, enthusiasm with how you deliver those lines. Yeah. The prison uh, goes to, uh, and even though how he knows about the goes to Antarctic, Arctic Circle to right. know about the the source of that the Fortress of Solitude, where the spread side out. Yeah, they do show the Fortress of Solitude a bit, a uh, bit more in this one. Yeah, that's true. Even though it's only just like uh, you know the Valerie Perrine you know, and uh, uh, got involved a bit, but where was she in the front finale with Lexus? Well, who is who is the cat? Well, I'm sorry, which character again? Uh, Eve Tesmacher, where she's she's helped uh, Lexus that bail out of the. Uh, for, for break him out from the prison about it goes to Fortune Assaulted. But now that later in the movie when when Lex is involved involved with with the the, the three Kryptonians, but where was she? Where's Eve Testmarker? Where she saw now it's only Lex Luthor. That was that was out. that a um was that a continue uh a, a plot or continuing mistake on her not showing up somewhere? Yeah, because uh, even though that's that's only Lex Luthor involved about uh, joining sides with the villains. Uh, first in the trap from White House. Metropolis, and then, uh, but how the how the Lex Luthor gets the White House when uh, even he's, uh, he's uh, like on the run, he's uh, now he's out of the prison. And, uh, okay, so that's a good that's a good question about that then. Even uh, also the and also he t- and Lex Luthor tells her where the t- where the super has gone to to the Fortress Altitude. That's where the climax about the yeah. Even shows a deleted scene about it. Turns out. Uh, uh, now he's been arrested again for the Arctic Police. Uh, since uh, now he's they super subdued the others. Uh. Okay, so, so, tell tell us some more about that part you just said. Uh, so, so that, the, the part about when the when the Superman decided to give up his power for Lois Lewis Lewis Lane about the even sometimes without his power he's be, be nowhere without fighting back about. Even when he saw the news about the the the, the crypt the Kryptonian that he doesn't know about it. Uh, so he has to go all the way back to the to the to the fortress of solitude to get his power back. Oh, okay, right, right. And again, eventually, towards at some point towards the movie, he will eventually get his powers back. But a lot of this movie, his he had his powers taken uh, temporarily, not have for uh, I guess the Lois Lane and stuff reasons. 
But he saved that green crystal, the, the yes. green crystal part. That's yeah. where Lucifer doesn't actually throw it away. About that's where it's very important about, part about how he revived. Even it shows the director's cut about Donner's cut to show how he got his power back from his father, right. but he passed it on. Yeah. Right. So you were saying, you, would you say that the Donner cut you prefer over the other Richard guy? Yeah. Right. And also, and also, sometimes like uh, even shows about the ends about neither that spirit does the reversing thing about that. Instead, instead of loses power to the upper four Zod, it turns out now that all three of them lose their power. All oh, right. So right at some point, they all three lose the power. Yeah. Right. Now, now, um, how much, if any, is um, Gene Hackman's Luther in this or not? Uh, like not, nothing much about that. Yeah. Mostly the main villains is all just a three. Right, that's villains. what I'm saying. That that's when when anybody think right. So when anybody thinks of Superman two from the early '80s, it's those three alien Kryptonians that are most stand out as what were brought to the movie here. Yeah. Okay. Right. So also about like uh, even the ends about how they had to, to, to protect the truth from the Lois Lane from identity. The Rachel family say that uh, he super kissed her about uh, to re- re- erase her memory about this for her protection. Right. Uh, so okay. Right. So it's like on one on, on one aspect when he loses his powers, that's kind of what happened in Spider-Man Two with Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man and Spider-Man Two from 2004 losing his powers for something temporarily. And then the part you just mentioned, uh, what was it again? It was kind of like um, what was the last part? Say that again. About going back to uh, oh. about he, he super, she super kissed Lois Lane to to to, to erase his secrets. Oh, 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 and then and then when you said with the erasing of the memory, the the erasing of memory of what she had in her mind is kind of like what they did in like a lot of the uh, those um those first those first I don't know I didn't see the fourth one but like the first three Men in Blacks were Will Will Smith and yeah, um the yeah the eraser thing, thing they kind of erased the memory there too in Men in Black and also and also with um uh Doc Doc Brown in the beginning of Back to the Future Part Two. Oh yeah. To, to his girlfriend, yeah. So I didn't realize part two both movies have in common uh, the Back to the Future Part Two and Man Black are produced by Spielberg. Right, both both are produced by Spielberg. That's correct. Um, did did you say you already got a chance to see um what was the name of it uh the Fablemans? Did you yeah, see? I, saw, I see the fear of What did you think? What did you? What before? I know we're mainly talking about Spider, uh, Superman Two here, but what were your quick thoughts on the uh the Fablemans? It's a very good personal story about this is like a way better than watching any other high school films about it. Even has a, even that's the theme about that what we're facing now is about anti-Semitism. But you said it was partly about anti-Semitism. It's a big theme about how to struggle about anti-Semitism in school. About even it's about personal story about growing up with his family and the, how it becomes a fulfill his dreams about that. Even sometimes, but he got sidelined by something. One one scene in person, I've seen the guy something destroyed destroyed it. See, okay, like, uh, okay. Well, because I listened to a review about it recently, like a day or two ago, and the reviewer I like to listen to uh, occasionally, he was saying that uh, the the mom was kind of annoying, and that they could have cut out all the mom stuff about his mother in there. But yeah, Michelle Williams. Yeah, Michelle Williams is the mom. That her stuff was like she wasn't a very likable character and stuff. Right, yeah. So anyway, that's a little bit of stuff about Spielberg there, but uh, back to Superman 2 now. Um, can you go over some more of the quotes they had? There's a lot more quotes that they said in the movie. All right. Maybe something about Laura L. About sure, yeah, that's fine, sure. Uh, just a second. Uh, 
Yeah, take your time. Take your time. You'll find it. It's fine. That's fine. Get you'll find it. It's all good. Yeah, so also about like uh, even like about the saving that Superman saving that that boy from Niagara Falls. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's go over. Talk a little bit about that. So what happened with uh the Niagara Falls again? The boy uh, actually wants to play. Was it they joke about we almost like to let go of the Niagara Falls? Oh. But then he actually says up about. That's why the Superman came in just in time. Right, nice, yeah. Niagara Falls. So. Nice. Now, wait. Um, When he loses his powers, is that where, at one point, he's in a bar, and in the bar, some guy, like, gets a good shot, uh, punch shot at him because he didn't have his powers at the time? There's no powers. But now, at the end of the movie, he got, after he's got a power back, he takes take it back on him. But oh, but then later, takes it back on the guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember the bar scene, the president scene, them destroying the city and the world. It had a lot going on. It was like, uh, was it? I guess was it kind of filmed almost? Was it filmed back to back with the first one? That's what they were originally supposed to do. About they, they're supposed with that from the 1978. But even now, there's a creative difference between Richard Donner about right. the uh, Richard Donner and the producer about that. Now they had to reshot over about yeah the, the delay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I know we before this we did the Goonies a uh, uh, year and a half back or so. Um, while Richard Donner was still alive, there was rumored to be a um, Goonies too. But do you think they should have left it at Goonies, or would you have wanted to see a Goonies too? Well, even they did the video game version of Goonies too. Oh, uh, would you say then? Would you say then that the um, that the video game would be kind of be like the unofficial sequel? Yeah, it, it, it's a sequel. Even I thought someday in the world about in the in the, in the future. Well, there's something there'll be a cartoon version of the Goonies about a continuing adventure. Like well, well, so was there was there a cartoon version like that? Oh, they have they have I have, I have a website about behind the scenes uh, about the was supposed to be for a cartoon network, but even though the, the but it got the you know put on shelf, but it's on shelf. Even I found the rarest I found the anime anime characters about what they it's supposed to be some kind of like some kind of like race could be doish type. Uh, Oh, uh, well, uh, don't get me started on Scooby-Doo now, because now there's some sort of, like, woke nonsense of Velma that's been coming out. Okay, what? Well, uh, Velma, this, like, new Velma... Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe it's that yeah. Right. Right, it was such a woke, a woke garbage nonsense that people didn't like. It's not that it came out recently, but yeah. Um, I just want to go over some of these quotes here. So, Superman to General Zod. General, would you care to step aside? Uh, would you skip? I'm sorry. But would you care to step outside? Come to me, son of Jor-El. Kneel before oh, Zod. Even, even also the different part of the Superman came to Machopolis. Uh, have you heard of Freedom of the Press? About yeah, the, yeah, that was part. Of, the oh yeah, with the Freedom of the Press is part of that too. Superman and Lois Lane. Uh, after admitting to Lois that he's Superman, we'd better talk. I'm in love with you. Yeah, oh, yeah, we we. Superman. Thank God. Wait, wait, where's it at? Which one are you doing? I mean, get him. Oh, I gotta find. Where was that one at? I'm trying to find where you said that. Towards the end? Okay, hold on. Or not? Wait. Uh, just yeah. Keep reading the ones you're talking about. I'm sorry. So I'm trying to find which one you're talking about. Say it again. Let me just. Yeah. I gotta see what. 
Okay, I gotta find where it says that. Hold on, let me just start from the bottom then. Uh, let's go from the bottom to the top. Uh, after seeing Zod on TV, here, when, when, where the hell have you been? Mac on a desert island, then there's something about Lex Luthor in a prison ward, then there's a, uh, Ge General Zod with Lex Luthor. Um... Your I'm running from bottom to top to try to catch up to what you were saying. Uh, your powers are identical to mine, but we are three. We we could tear we could tear you limb from limb. Do it, your grace. Just grab a leg and just make a wish. Okay, so Lu Lex Luthor is with partly with Zod in parts of these movies. Okay, in this movie here. Uh, let's see. Let me see what else. Um, uh, I'm just trying. Sure. What am I gonna do with you people, huh? Mm. I held up my hand. I delivered the blue boy. What do I? What do I get for my triple threat? Bow, yield, kneel. Uh, and stop closest out. Nice. Joe said, Why do you say this to me when you know I will kill you for it? Right. Okay, Lex Luthor, extinguish the greatest criminal flame of our age, and eradicate the only man on earth with Caleb, uh, Superman's address, but Lex is Superman's address. Come, see us with crush the son of our jailer. Uh, That's good. I like how you delivered those lines. And uh, General Zod says, Son of Jor-El, you are beginning to think you are a coward. I'm not a coward, Zod. Let him prove it. Possibly not. Extremely likely you are merely a fool. Like father, like son. Sama, I just can't hear you, Zod. Usually he, fishes, he breaks off the entire side of the nearby building, catches with buffets, then die as you deserve to. And when he does a Superman who uses all heat fish to blow up a huge project apart, but he uses heat fish to blow up their project, he winces away from the explosion because I thought yeah, that's all like, Superman can withstand the explosion, but why is something like a Right, now you were mentioning the Phantom Zone a bit earlier in both uh, Superman 1 and 2. There's this part here with Krypton Elders and Krypton Elders 2 and 3 where it says for Ursa, the dome opens and the Phantom Zone portal enters the chamber. Zod, Ursa, and Nan are transported into the Phantom Zone. So that explains more about how the whole Phantom Zone works with those uh, Kryptonian alien villain people. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of quotes in here. You delivered some of the quotes really well, by the way. So good on that. That how you delivered their lines. Just oh yeah, president, president, referring to Mount Rushmore. Thousands of hours to create, and they defaced it in seconds. Imagine what they do to the world if we resist. Well, like Mars attack part. Later, yeah. Mars attack by Mars defaced also Mount Rushmore. Right. Yeah. Rushmore and that was that was directed by Tim Burton, correct? Yeah, about the Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I really thought it was a missed opportunity that we never got a third Tim Burton Batman movie. But at least, hey, but at least after over 30 years later, this June, middle of June, we get Michael Keenan back as Batman after 30 years since Returns, finally. In the Flash. Yeah, in the Flash. I'm not. I, I'm. I'm gonna go see that, or either at home or theatrically, just for Michael Keaton alone. I don't even care about the whole Flash scenes. I just want to see any parts where Michael Keaton is in the uh, either Bruce Wayne or in the bat suit. So let's see. Um, what else do you think that? Uh, yeah, the, this uh, for Zod and company yeah. at, at the half rack right house. Hi, Lex is there. No reaction from the supervillains. Lex is there. Plus, you heard the name. Grace came on my earth. I told you this was a puny planet. Nothing uh, <laughs> towards Luther. Uh, whoa, 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 wait. Why don't you get to know me better? There's a continuous moving towards Luther. Wait, I can give you anything. Plus, the, 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 the brass ring. The unlimited freedom to ma maim and kill. Plus, Lexus is a keen mind. 
Lexus is savvy. Lexus is second school of career guidance. Against Crushia Sand, uh, we are we are already have this without you. You cannot be can bargain with what you can have. Things uh, to numb the pain. Oh great! Oh great! One, what am I? What I am bargaining with, with is what you do not have. Son of Jarrell. Son of Jarrell. I just said. I just said that to Jarrell, our, our, our jailer. No, Jarrell, the base Jarrell, the baseball player. The that's uh, so I'm sorry, that. Yes, Jarrell, your jailer. The I, the son of Jarrell on this planet, as you know him better by his nominative voyage, or a name he travels under, Superman. So this is Superman. How do you know of Jarrell? The well, you actually, as I explained earlier, I'm about the best there is. Revenge. We will kill the son of our jailer. Revenge. Yeah, that, you, you delivered those lines well, and they're very well-written lines here in Superman 2. Um, I wonder, if, uh, I, I guess I could ask people in the Spotify question area whether they prefer the, uh, the, the Lech, what was the other guy's name? Lech, uh, whether, whether they like the Lester cut better or the Donner cut. And yeah, I'm gonna ask them in the question about section of that of this spot of the podcasting for this. But I got a quick question for you now. Speaking of um, speaking of General Zod in this movie, Terrence Stamp, and then it, it, back in uh, what 2013 we got Man of Steel with Henry Cavill and another Zod coming. Uh, between General Zod, General, General Stamp, or the Zod they used in Man of Steel, which Zod do you prefer of the two Zods? Terrence Stamp. Yeah, the original, the Terrence Stamp one, uh, instead of the more uh, updated one. Okay, good answer. That was a quick answer for that. Cool. So, let's see. Um, Yeah, like I said, we mentioned the James Bond connection with uh, Sheriff Clifton James, which also connected to Guy Hamilton with all that. But then they had returning, um, in addition to uh, Christopher Reeve, we got, of course, Merritt Kidder back as Lois Lane, Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor in some parts of it, Jackie Cooper back as Perry White, and Mark McClure back as Jimmy Olsen. And you can tell me, you can, you can tell me if I forgot anybody as far as the cast is concerned. Oh, and yeah, Jackie Cooper. Jackie, yeah, Jackie Cooper as Perry White is back as Perry White. Yes, that's also true. Right. So, is there any? We're now twenty. Oh, I'm just to say five, four, three, two, one. Susanna York. Was she from the first movie and came back into the second? Oh, they brought her back. Nice. Oh, to uh, instead of the Marlon Brando, right? Okay, and I think Marlon Brando was partly brought back into uh, 2006 Superman. I was gonna say uh, no. I'm saying in Superman Returns 2006, they yeah, kind of in the archive, in, the archive in 2000 Superman Returns. Yeah, which video, like, right, right, an archive about that. What you said is that Superman Returns is blah, not so good, kind of blah. Return Superman Returns 06 kind of is right now. Um, now. The actor plays one of the terrorists of the of the, of the French the French pa- pa- Eiffel Tower in Paris. Is as one of the terrorists is Richard Griff- Griffiths. From there, started uh, we did a podcast together in, the, in, the, in Harry Potter. Wait, what happened with the Harry Potter connection? Because the one actor plays a terrorist, a terrorist number three. About the it's played by Richard Griffiths, who later, he's became known the star of the Harry Potter series. Oh, okay, that's a connection there. Vernon, plays Uncle Vernon, who raised Harry, but very abusively. Right. Right, so Terrence Stamp as Zod. Did you like this Zod better? Terrence Stamp has um, a lot of credits to his name. He's been in movies for decades and decades. He's been in movies in the 21st century as well. So if anybody wants to catch his credits, he's got, he's in a whole lot of movies. But um, we're now 20... And there's also, who's in it, is John Ratzenberger. Who's that, exactly? He's one of the stars in the live action. He's known the stars of regular for the cheers. 
but mainly he's remembered as the voice of every Disney Pixar series. Interesting. That's a lot of interesting connections there. Now we're twenty. We're a little uh, twenty half, twenty-seven and a half. 27 and a half minutes in, what other parts or things about this movie, whether it be the characters, the story, um, any aspect of the movie, what do you think the listeners and audience should know that we haven't yet already gone over? Like, like Superman 2, that's connected, uh, I like about the, the second movie, this is about now that one of the, the girlfriend could know about the identity of the main hero, about the... Just like what happened in the end of Spider-Man 2. Yeah, that's like a trope in these superhero movies where by the second movie or some point in the second movie, whether it be the, uh, the middle of the movie or the end, the uh, the uh, girlfriend or the love interest will eventually like find, find out, out the identity, the identity of the, uh, of the uh, yeah, hero there. Uh, yeah, and like I said, um, again, I'm, we're basically doing this at free for fun at this point. I'm about to lose my ads really soon for my low audience size, which I do appreciate whoever actually does listen to these. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Also, the actor plays the fictional president of the United States is E.G. Marshall. He's known for the classic actor, like for classic films, like uh, from the 12, 12 Angry Men. Or the, uh, sometimes he starts like a teleplay for every TV film. Said, uh, yeah, E.G., right. So E.G. Marshall, it says... For the president there, E.G. Marshall was born in 1914 and passed away in 1998. So yeah, he played the president of the United States, right? Okay, he also plays in that movie about the place before the right. Pearl Harbor attack called Tora, Tora, Tora. Right, right. So that's an actor again, just like Terrence Stamp, who has a long decades, decades career of different movies and over the decades. Yes. Um, now I do appreciate whoever actually does listen to our our podcast here, even if it's a very low low, low um, audience size. So. I was thinking possibly, God willing, if we make it. Yeah. You may find out about Richard Donner. Yeah. Almost as like back in 2006 or retired. He wrote his own comic book, the Superman comic book about the. Right, of course, the comic books, yeah. And I like how, like. Yeah. About that one character, one villain named Nan, the one who's very muted, or joins just. Yeah, and speaking of comic books like that, with him, he said, I like how um, Hugh Jackman held up a comic book, I think, during one part of Logan. During Logan 2017, he, he, he held up a comic book as well, talking about it. Yeah. But most Right, right. I, that part was missing with the things got missing. Yes. Now, the thing I wanted to mention real quick when you were talking about Spider Man 2 and how she found out about Spider Man's identity, uh, for Spider Man 2004, even though we have a low audience and we're pretty much doing this for free and fun at this point because we're not getting paid for this, um, maybe, God willing, in the summer, I, I forget whether it came out in May or June, July of that year, but possibly summer, summer 2000, uh, summer 2024 at some point, we could do possibly a Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2 20th anniversary podcast. Cause that to many, cause to many people, Spider-Man 2 from 2004 is the best of all the Spider-Man movies. Even though it's the highest-grossing movie, but it's actually the highest-grossing movie in 2004 is Shrek 2. Oh, no, yeah, a lot of people like Shrek 2. I'm just saying, as far as all the Spider-Man movies are concerned, a lot of people would say that Spider-Man 2, 2004, is their favorite of all the different Spider-Man movies. You might get something about for the Marvel, one Marvel film, so it's very, like, very too darker and mature. It's not about saving the world. It's called the movie called The Angly Version of Hulk. Yeah, The Angly Version came out in 2003, yeah. That's the one with Eric Bana, right? 
Derek Bonda and Jennifer Conley about this is about that not about saving the world. Right. Because yeah. struggling himself. About yeah. Their, right. That was the original Hulk that came out first. Then they tried to reboot it five years later with the Incredible Hulk, and then for the and MCU. Right. And then well, 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 Ed Norton was cut out of that. Uh, Ed Norton was. Now right, Mark Ruffalo would be like the uh, MCU Marvel Cinematic Universe actual Hulk after those first two, and then back real quick to the first Hulk with Ang Lee, the one with there's Eric. No, there's no future about that. They couldn't continue more with MCU multiverses. Right. Well, so, I think they're. Maybe in a different, a different version, maybe. But all, what I want to say with that also is that since you were talking, we were talking about Spielberg earlier. That Eric Bana as Hulk in 03 would then go on to work in Spielberg's Munich 2005 yeah, no, as a Spielberg. as a Mossad agent. What's that? Yeah, but much that world. Mark Munich was very, very dark with all that stuff going on there. And then also, wait, and then also in Munich, it had some scenes with Daniel Craig, who would then be the next James Bond in 2006 yeah, onward. Yeah. yeah. Also, yeah. Africa. Right, right. Both both were agents for that. But let's not uh, get too sidetracked on uh, Spider-Man and other stuff. But uh, back to Spider... I'm sorry. Superman Superman, Superman 2. Anything... Yeah, Superman 2. Uh, anything else you think the uh, audience or listeners should know about Spider-Man 2? Spider-Man. Uh, Superman. Superman 2 that they, they, they haven't already heard us talk about yet. Even though it's about what I like about the... Here they had to cut out the romantic scene about the. They have a good romantic part about the to show about the. Uh, uh, even they go out to Niagara Falls, right? To over, even there's there's two. I mean, there's two versions about how Louis Lane know about Superman's identity. About and Richard Donner's got the way she found out at the Daily Planet. She found out about Cartwright did the pose that the, uh, Superman does. When she looked at the newspaper, and he's about to show explosive that Cartwright is Superman by jumping herself out the window about the superiority. She's come down over to rescue her, rescue him. So even for the last moment, he super flash, one flash about to go, to go all the way down to get to the bottom of the building and to make a, her, her slow things down for her to fall down. Right. But, that, yeah, that, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of stuff going on there, yeah. Yeah. Even, but now for a second time, and now she, after the Niagara Falls incident, she, now she almost realized that the Clark Kent is bringing back her memories. If, if Clark is still a Superman, even once again, they should just show she, 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 she attempt to shoot at, shooting at him. Shooting right, at him. right. Well, yeah, because you said at some point, for some parts of the movie, he was without all his powers. Yeah. Yeah. So. Even sometimes, like, um, even like about the able to stand up for himself, like, uh, Set up the, to the, the diner scene about being able to take it back. Yeah, that, that always stood out to me, the diner scene where that guy just punched him and he couldn't have his powers, so he powers back yet, so his geek was hurt at the time from that guy's punch to him and stuff. Uh, and uh, you mentioned in the Superman 1 discussion about Mario Puzo. It looks like Mario Puzo returns as a writer for Superman 2. So I guess Superman 1 and 2 were, I guess, filmed almost back-to-back. But then, they, like you said, the backstory, they had the problems with Donner. Donner. But yeah, Mar- Mario, Mario Puzo. Yeah, Mario, Mario Puzo. Like a rewriting and stuff, yeah. So Mario Puzo from Godfather. Mario Puzo, Jerry Siegel, and Joe Shud- Shuster are all back as writers. And they bring some of the main cast back from the first movie, with of course the new the new characters also introduced. And also, and also, there, and there's nothing about the scene about Mary Puss also wrote a screenplay in 1974 called Earthquake. Okay, talk, talk, tell the audience a little about what Earthquake was all about. Earthquake is a, is a movie about this part of like an era about the movie with disaster disaster movies like playing the about to be crashed right. or the 
Or the ship about to be sunk, or the, the, the tall building's on fire. I, okay, I may have seen bits and parts of that on TV or something. Um, Earthquake, Earthquake is the one about with Charles Testin. Right. With the all-star cast about takes place in California. Okay. It's about how they survive when the earthquake hits a major impact of the... Yeah, the Charles, Charlton Heston is in so many movies. Uh, yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, what else I want to say was... Um, uh, I, I lost it, so you can keep talking while I think of what I was going to say. Um, uh, what should I call it? What do I want to say about all this? Uh, so, uh, yeah, again, the, the three crypt- the three Kryptonian aliens, that's what really stood out to me, this movie. They were yeah, such what's a- What's missing about that? Yeah, tell they, me. It's too bad they don't use kryptonite parts. Oh, okay, go- hold off on the kryptonite for a sec. I remember what I wanted to say when you mentioned Earthquake. Did you ever see the movie, uh, Airplane from 1980? Yeah. Airplane was a funny movie. We should possibly do that as a comedy uh, discussion well, on Air- on Airplane well, Nights. Uh, what I like about it is the director. Yeah, the director. One of Jerry Zucker. And ten years later, 1980 to 1990, he directed a great classic romantic drama movie called Ghost. Okay, yeah, I never got into Ghost. That was more for women, the Ghost movie. But yeah, so I guess he was part of all those three yeah, movies. Scary part of the ghost is this uh, is a romantic drive. The right. scary scenes is about if you if you're a bad boy, you're a main villain. After you get killed, if you're a bad boy, all the shadows start to form itself and come the dark spirit to drag you down. Okay. Okay, well, like it sounds like ground like a zombie noise. Oh, but. zombie. Okay, well, I if we we both enjoy we both saw Airplane 1980. I'd like to maybe do an airplane podcast with you as a comedy airplane. That was a funny movie. When you when you said air when you said earthquake, it made me think of airplane also. But you wanted to mention something about the crypt, Kryptonian aspect of this or no, lack there's of. No, there's no kryptonite in that the second movie. So it's only used the first movie about the weekend Superman. When there was there was no kryptonite at all during the uh, his his solitude yeah. place or anything. Nothing. Nothing like nothing against between the, uh, the 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 General Zod and the, and Superman about even the main part is about the it's a machine to to drain away his power. Oh, but it's but but the power was drained. Yeah. Now, so, so when when uh, Christopher Reeve did these, he did one, two, and then in the rest of the '80s, he followed it with Superman three and four. So he so he was in these first four Supermans, but then like Superman four, the Quest for Peace did so poorly that he never returned for a fifth appearance. Well, that same year, Superman Four. He, he, he's, he's, you know, he stars in a movie called like the one about street smarts. Yeah, you know, there's a reporter about the, the you know, at the, yeah, you know, poorest in the neighbor of New York neighborhood. That's a reporter. He interviewed with uh, Morgan Freeman about because even that's a comment. Superman. You're saying, hold on. You're saying in in this movie, the other movie he's in, Morgan Freeman talks to him. Yeah, the, the movie called Street Smarts. Yeah, tell the audience real quick what, what Street Smarts all about. It's an independent movie about the Christopher Reed character as a reporter who's on the brink of losing his job. But he thought he made, he made a story about something about the pimp, the life in the dark underbelly of the New York streets. Like, uh, like you're going like uh, some kind of like uh, Lower East, East Side or something. Okay. Okay. Okay, because you mentioned Morgan Freeman. It turns out they thought he made up his story about from the real the real person who was actually a pimp, played by Morgan Freeman. Okay, yeah. And oh. also, and also <laughs> both yeah. that star that Christopher Reeve is Superman, and Morgan Freeman is in the Dark Knight trilogy. Well, yeah, yeah. You mentioned Morgan Freeman is in so much also. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, cool. Now let's see. Oh, yeah, they, they took the bus. They really destroyed the city and other... Yeah, this they were really bad and uh, they were figured out how to defeat it at the end, obviously, but hopefully. But, um... Uh, okay, so we're now... We're 39 minutes in. Uh, so let's see. We talked about a whole lot with this. We even talked about other movies and other superhero franchises that went off with all this as well. But, um, what are your, uh... 
What are your concluding final thoughts and opinions for the audience, listeners, about Superman 2? Well, well I go for, go for recommended to watch a, a Richard Donner cut, but it's way better than the, orig, the original release. Uh, All right, so the original release would be the Lester cut, but you prefer the Donner cut over the other director they chose then? Uh, now, does the uh, DVD, does the DVD and Blu-ray, like you said, they have deleted scenes and stuff for this uh, sec? Not quite. Not so. Richard Donner cut, they have a deleted scene that shows about the, turns out the three controlling, the, the journals out of the others, we thought they were dead since after they lose the power. But the deleted scene that reveals that Lex Luthor and the, uh, the other three are actually arrested. Okay, so so the Donner cut has some deleted things in the Donner versions, okay. Now, okay, now how would you... How would you grade this movie? Like, would you give it... Uh, a minus. I, say again? A minus. Oh, what did... What, did you give the first one an A plus? Yeah, A plus. Now it's called A minus. A minus. Okay, why Why the mi- Why the minus now instead of a plus? Uh, so a plus? Because even though it's a little campy about this... Oh, the campy... Well, weren't... Wait, weren't... Weren't well, we're, we're both movies kind of campy? What? What? Weren't, but weren't both movies campy? Uh, well, the first one's not. Not Oh, the first one was not... The first one wasn't as campy. Okay. So, yeah, you would say, while the first one was not as campy and got an A+, this would still be an A, but an A- for you. Okay. That's how you'd grade or rate it. That's good. Um, any last-minute thoughts to give the audience about Superman 2 before I give some final, uh, lines to talk, uh, to tell everybody what they need to look forward to? Any last-minute things you want to say real quick about, uh, Superman 2? It could be about anything. I know we haven't even men- mentioned the sound, the musical soundtrack yet. If you want to mention anything about the music, or it could be some, some, something else entirely. Whatever you want to mention. Music, well, the music about the music is very similar, like John Williams, but even it has a different like uh, tune, different tune about the Alpha Superman. Oh, it's a slightly different tune. Okay, and I like, I really liked how you delivered li- some of the lines for this movie. You delivered the lines with a lot of uh, enthusiasm, and how you delivered lines between uh, Zod and other characters. So that was good. Um, if you guys enjoyed this next week after a few years in the waiting because I wanted to wait till it was closer to Indiana Jones 5, The Dial of Destiny next week, we're go- Avi and I are going to be talking about Raiders, next coming up next Raiders of the Lost Ark from 1981 and then we're going to follow that up with Temple of Doom, Last Crusade and The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull all four of those movies, we're going to start with Raiders, then go to Temple, then Doom, then go to Crusade, and then go to the fourth one, uh, all four movies to lead up to this summer's Indiana Jones 5, Indiana Jones and The Dial of Destiny, so if you're an Indiana Jones fan, definitely uh, be, be on the lookout for those ones coming out between you and I soon and I would also possibly would like to do uh, uh, Spider-Man 2 with you uh, next summer for the 20th anniversary and I'd also like to possibly do Airplane 1980 because I thought Airplane 1980 you reminded me of Earthquake reminded me of that that how, how funny that Airplane movie was and then they would also make 90's comedy movies as well so um yeah um so yeah, everybody support your local movie theater uh, on the big silver screen to see movies with strangers. Why? Because streaming online is just not the same. And um, everybody dance and have a good time. This is friend and co-host Avi and Millennial Man Motions Entertainment, LLC, signing out till Raiders of the Lost Ark. Dun da da da, dun da da, dun da da da, dun da 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 da, dun da da da, 
dun 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 dun